Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the I'm, I'm looking at the screen again. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the uh, Five Reasons Canes Network 2024 Baseball Preview uh, Show debut. It's debut is the first one, yep. so pretty excited about that. Uh, we've been talking it up for quite a while now. So for you baseball heads, I know that um, baseball the baseball fans for especially for college baseball are very uh, very interesting and, and select few. Um, well, not select few, but a select many. But, um, you know, we are, if you ask me, Kings baseball is, you know, you've got the Blue Bloods of basketball and Kentucky and Duke and North Carolina and those. Uh, I, I really truly believe that baseball is the Blue Bloods of, of college baseball. I'm sorry, Kings baseball is, is, is one of the Blue Bloods. Uh, so we're really excited to, to bring you some college baseball uh, talk here, especially Miami Hurricanes, as they get to um, they get set to uh, uh, to face uh, well to start the twenty twenty four season next weekend against NJIT. We are live um, on the first floor here, of the Thesis Hotel at the new uh, and beautiful Miami Hurricanes official team store. So you guys come over and check it out. It's right across the street from um, basically right across the street from the baseball stadium and from campus. So you guys come out and check it out. Uh, Harry has done an amazing job here with his staff, and they've got all the newest um, Canes gear that you can get. So we've got a big game this uh, this afternoon. Uh, Vish and, and some of the Buckets crew, Mel, be out there covering as Miami. Uh, the Miami basketball team takes on UNC. So come out before then, hang out with us a little bit here, and uh, get some new Canes gear. It's it's uh, it's a really nice place. Really nice place, so make sure you guys come check it out. Yeah, no, uh, Vish, you excited to talk about a little about baseball? Yeah, yeah, and just talking about the space here, man. It's, it's really nice in here. We've got all the gear. Um, definitely come check it out. The ticket office is also next door, so got to pick up tickets. Good place to stop by and, and get all that done. Uh, a couple of comments in the chat. Yeah, we're ready to get some comments, yeah. man. Shout out to Alan B. Um, good morning to you as well. Um, and then our old friend Kane's cat, he was uh, a regular on buckets and six rings. Yep. He was asking us on, on Wednesday when we were talking about, you know, what happened with the men against the NBA. When are we going to talk baseball? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. There man. you go. We're talking, we're talking baseball. We've got a lot to cover. We'll definitely uh, cover some of the new, uh, the new recruits as well as the transfer kids and your returning players, right? We've got some, some, some big time returning players that uh, look to make a big impact this year on the, on the, on the team, both in the lineup and on the staff as well. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out. I told him I would do it. Fish. I told him I would do it. My friend Patrick over at Pops Subs. Um, yeah. I walked in. They're actually not too far from here either. They're on the corner of, of 87th Avenue and Sunset. Make sure you guys go check them out. They've got awesome subs, but they're big, big UM guys. 
big UM fans, Patrick over at Pop Subs. Go check them out. They've got some really good sandwiches, uh, and they've got a great brownie. You wouldn't think about it. You wouldn't think so. But when she pulled it out with Pam, her name's Pam, by the way. Shout out to Pam as well. When she pulled out like a like the um, the home um, Tupperware, and I'm like, oh, these are homemade. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> you definitely want the address in that place? Yeah. <laughs> you definitely want to do that. You definitely want to do that. But uh, So, yeah. So, Kings Baseball is here. It's a labor of love, man. It's a labor of love. It really is. Look, uh, you know, this is over here pushing, pushing through. Um, and uh, I'm just really excited to talk Kings baseball. Uh, you know, last year kind of ended in disappointment after, you know, potentially having one of the stronger teams in college baseball. Pitch didn't hold up. It, it feels like it's been the running theme for, for, for this team for a little bit, right? Uh, the year before that, you had the bats kind of heat up and the pitching couldn't hold up. This year, we just didn't have enough guys that, that can really kind of step in and, and, and do the job. The hitting, the hitting was okay. Um, but well, we lose a lot of guys. Well, I mean, two years ago it was um, it was the hitting went randomly went silent. Right. But you know, right. it turns out that the the last team in the tournament, Ole Miss, won the tournament. They got put in that region. So you didn't realize, like you know, they they were a team that was number one in the country for a lot of the year, um, and then um, they turned around and uh, barely got in. So they're really talented, and unfortunately, you ran into them and lost a close game and. Those regionals. Once you lose a game, it's it's kind of it. So that's been the last two years. Yeah. But I will I will say, you know, very similar to the last two years. Not a lot of preseason expectations, right? In the last couple of years, played their way into you know the nine overall seed, and the six overall seed by the end of the year. So. Yeah, and, and I think they've got an opportunity to do that done. again this year. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they come into the season unranked. Uh, which is a bit of a surprise. Just, you know, look, if you look at the history of college baseball and uh, UM baseball in particular, uh, Kings baseball, uh, they're always they're always a competitive ball club. They're always a team that can go out and they can they can beat a North Carolina when they're ranked. They can beat, you know, a, a Wake Forest or a Clemson team. Uh, and, uh, and, they, and they come out and they compete. They've got some of the best players in the country always. And they always recruit in the top 10, top 20 uh, in, in college baseball. So I think that not having them ranked, I understand why they did lose a lot of players, right? They lost a lot of guys. Obviously, Yo-Yo, one of the biggest hits, CJ Kafis, um, and, and you name you name a couple of other guys, and and, uh, and Dom, uh, Dom, my buddy Dom, um, you know, Patelli. So you, you lose a lot of players, but you also got some guys. Yeah, and also Ligon went to Mississippi. Oh, Ligon, that's right. Another good transfer portal casualty who probably would have been, uh, could have potentially been her Friday night starter this year. So uh, it's interesting, but look, it gives the opportunity for some of the guys that are um, here now to step up. You know, we we have developed some some players, and we've got some young guys coming in that uh, I I think could really make a huge impact on this team. Uh, you know, not only in the lineup, but even some of the guys that that registered last year on on the pitching staff that I think that could come in and and really you know do something on this staff that's going to be the biggest question mark we'll get i know we'll get to that yeah no um, uh kane's kind of chomping at the pit to get to it oh look at him look at him yeah guys. talking about eric already yep yep yeah we'll definitely get to that i i, I want to start off also just real quick shout out to our co-host evan f1 show where's he at back. is he here oh there he is yeah, yeah, there he is yeah He's that's going to be a fun show yeah. that's going to be a fun show all, stuff with all the drama going on yep yep um so let's kind of get right to it. And by, by the way, if any of you want to uh, uh, donate to the cause, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, let us know. 
uh we'll give you guys a shout out for <laughs> ask any questions that you that you need to hear in the chat so we do appreciate it but um let's kind of get things going i think the biggest the biggest question mark is always going to be the pitching staff so we'll get to that last because we really want to uh, dive into that so but it looks like there's been a, a pretty big surprise uh this off season so far in scrimmages fall practice the bats the bats are moving right they're swinging the stick really well um i, I it's i guess it's double-edged sword right because the, at first you think well hey we're gonna have a great lineup and then we're like oh wait hold on a second we're hitting against our own pitching and our pitching is struggling i mean they're tattooing these guys so does that mean the pitching is not very good let's kind of focus it's on the chicken and, it's a chicken and egg thing right? yeah it's it's every is. sport too it's it, they do in football they're like right. well, oh, really move the ball the defense exactly exactly so um but let's focus on the positive the positive is you know, it looks like we've got some guys that are coming in that uh, could really swing the bat, right? Some young guys uh, that got drafted. Uh, one of the, the first one that kind of pops out to me is Daniel Covet or Covey, yeah. however you want to pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, but he's uh, he's a, he's a corner guy. Third third base slash I know I know I pulled it up here too, but um, third base slash first base guy, right? He's he's a big bopper. Uh, it kind of reminds me if you they did a photo shoot recently, and I was like, is that Aaron Judge just by his face? I'm not saying by his hitting or how good he's going to be, but he's that kind of guy, right? He's a big power hitting, uh, you know, corner, corner infielder, right? Probably going to start off at third base. Um, if you ask me right now, I think Jason Torres is going to move over to first base, but they could, they could, you know, they interchange. They, I think those are the corners. Um, I think that if you see one get hot at one place over the other, they may kind of keep it i mean there's a lot of things that jd's gonna have to do and by the way jd entering his first season so as much. as the, the the head honcho here uh been with the program for what this is going to be his 22nd year yeah. now uh, as a coach just as a coach right obviously he had his four or five years here on the staff played some major league baseball uh you know some minor league baseball and came over and um and it's now that you're your head ball coach you bring in a guy like laz gutierrez to be your pitching coach who um, is a you know he's a he's a well-known coach down here in this community in South Florida, obviously at Nova Southeastern, but did play his college baseball at Miami as well. Excuse me, uh, has won, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think <laughs> part, of, part of a World Series team yeah. with the Boston Red Sox. Um, and led, yeah, I know, right? I should know that. Uh, and then led Nova Southeastern to the number one ranked, uh, the number one ranking in uh, Division Two baseball as well. So. He, it's a really good, it's a really good staff. I know you've got some other guys on the staff, Jonathan Anderson. Um, you've got Darren Fester, Fence, Fenster, or Fester. It's Fenster. Fenster, Fenster, another Red Sox. I should know this yeah, stuff, sure. right? Um, uh, coming into the program, that, that I think is going to be a really good thing for a young team, a young team that needs development. Those are the kind of guys that have developed a lot of guys in the minor league system and in college baseball. I think you're going to get an opportunity to see some of these guys grow, um, and and. Um, you know, and really play some good baseball here for, for the Kings. I know I kind of went off on a tangent there with the coaches, but kind of going back to Danny Covey, what's your thoughts on on what you, you want to see? I guess we can kind of talk about the, the corner right now. Jason yeah. Torres and Danny Covey look like they're going to be both in the lineup. Big, big guys, both 6'2", 6'3", uh, power hitting guys and the corners. I think most importantly, they're going to have to drive in runs and they're going to have to um, get some clutch base you know, base hitting because that's been an issue as well for this baseball, for this hitting team, right? For the lineup, right. uh, we've seen them hit the long ball. We've seen them, you know, do some real nice things with the bat. But when it comes down to it, they've had some issues in crunch time. They've had some issues with some clutch hitting. 
in the past. You think these guys can kind of elevate their game? And, well, and well, they're, they're going to have to, right? Because we lost a lot of production, right? There's no we mentioned obviously everyone knows Yo-Yo, but right. you look at Levinson, Patelli, um, Kafis. That was a lot of the RBIs. A lot of the guys yes. doing the, the 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 hitting. So I know Kane's cat. He's talking about you know him and that's a great glove. We got to get production out of the out of the infield hitting. Um, and yeah, these two guys like. Cuvette, or we'll just go with Cuvette for now until we figure out how to yeah, pronounce it. Um, <laughs> you know, we're looking at his high school tape, the ball jumps off his bat. It's, when he makes contact, the ball goes. Right. Um, and Kings are going to need that. They're going to need. Um, they're they're going to need that that kind of power because they lost a lot of power off the team. Obviously, Blake Sears still there and talked about. He's bang on best player on the team, but yeah, we haven't even talked about. Yeah, the best but, but after that, <laughs> it's filling in a lot of blanks. Um, yep. And so. Um, yeah, he mentions. I think uh, Keynes mentions another guy, <coughs> Dorian, uh, another yeah. guy, Dorian, but uh, Antonio Jimenez as well. Yeah, uh, who's who's a, a, a freshman coming in from Archbishop McCarthy. Well, he's another big kid, six one two zero five, that can play shortstop and can play third base. But here's the thing, right? So this is where versatility comes into play. Yeah. Then you could DH one of the big guys, you could DH Torres or Cavett, um, and bring in Jimenez to play third base if he's going to be able to contribute driving in runs because you need those corner guys you need those big guys to drive in runs right you don't only need them to get base hits you need them to hit those doubles the, the gappers or you know the home runs you need some you need them to do that kind of stuff and if you can get a guy like antonio jimenez a young guy to come in and do some of that uh and maybe not put so much pressure on on Cavett or jason torres uh to play the field as well to maybe focus on just hitting his first year I think that's an opportunity where, hey, you, you might see. And I think the reason why he's talking about that is because of Hollywood, right? Because Blake's here potentially yeah. playing some shortstop right. and moving Dorian, as you mentioned yeah. as well. Another guy. Yeah, who I'm think curious have a big what, what what JD's take is on, you know, righty lefty matchups because Gino right. was a big. Gino was huge on that. Big on that. He was. And not all coaches are, um, and you know, Dorian's obviously a lefty. So that, that's right. different. And that's the thing that JD never had to worry about yeah. before, right? He was, he was just a pitching guy. So I think that's going to be interesting to see. Gino was big on matching up. And, Look, um, if you ask me, I think that uh, you just got to play your best guys. Yeah. No, right? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care about the lefty-righty matchup thing. I think if you've got a lefty that can hit a lefty, you play him, right? You play him. Um, if you got a righty that – you know that that can drive and runs, and another guy that can get on base, and maybe you want to, you know, play, you know, hit. Them. I think there's an ex, there there's a level of play where it, where you might have that as like a tiebreaker, but if someone's better, you want the bad news. Absolutely. Like, I don't I don't think because what I what I would do is put yourself in the pitcher's position. Right. I if I'm righty, I'd rather be playing be facing a less quality lefty than than a you know a stud righty. Absolutely. So I, I Absolutely. I, I think that you go with the best lineup that you can. Um, you know, we haven't, like I, like we mentioned earlier, we just mentioned Blake Sear, but he's obviously the best player on this team, yeah. especially in the lineup, right? Coming off of a huge year for the Canes as a freshman with 17 home runs over 60 RBIs. Uh, you know, he's the guy that's going to come in and be expected to lead yeah, this it's team. a different, it's a different, and now it's a different role he has, right? Because last year you had Yo Yo, you had Kafis, you had some guys here with. With some leadership. Well, not only do we have Yo-Yo, I mean, they would pitch around Yo-Yo sometimes. You get a lot better pitches to hit. This is true. They're going to have to mature a little bit at the plate. Um, I think that. Well, he did. He did strike out quite a bit, so I think he's going to have to. Well, whole team. Kind of focus on that. Um, Right. 
you know, it's not just driving and runs and, and you know, power and gaps. It's, we had so many unproductive outs last year. A lot of strikeouts. We're a high strikeout team. Um, didn't bunt a lot. It's more of a relic of the Jim Morris era. But when we did, we did not do a good job of it. Right. So there's a lot of, you know, that's why we tended to get guys on base and unless we hit a homer, not get them home because we okay. weren't good at manufacturing those runs. And, you know, someone like Jimenez, if he can, you know, he's not going to be the hitter that Cuvet or, uh, or Torres is, but if he can, you know, he can stay on the field if he can not be, you know, an automatic count, not right. be, and be productive. Like, hey, if there's a guy on, you know, first, I can move him up to second versus, you know, striking out. Yeah. A lot of strikeouts. I'm okay with manufacturing runs and playing, you know, well, I mean, some of the stuff. Sometimes, yeah, but, yeah, some of the stuff, you know, like the number of times we loaded the bases and didn't score. Right. Because we'd strike out. It's just like, no, you got to put the ball in play there. Yeah. Even if you hit into a double play, you got to run out of it. Like, just, and so I think some of that, again, new new coaches. So we'll see if the approach changes a little bit because Gino definitely leaned into the swing for the fences. Yeah. We were, we were playing, we were playing long ball right from when he took over. Which was actually complete departure from what Jim Morris did. So, <laughs> yeah. Small so, ball, moving guys yeah, over. So, so we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. See well, if JD maybe lands in the middle somewhere. Well, I, I think you've got yourself an opportunity to to create a lineup that is going to uh, hit for a little more power. You just look at the lineup, you know, up and down. You've got some new guys. I mean, we haven't even mentioned the kid Lucas Costello, right? I mean, right. Kid who played at Vanderbilt his first three or four years. Uh, you know, went to went to Omaha, started some <laughs> games. He started some last year in yeah, Omaha. Yeah. Um, and now he comes over, he comes back home. He's a Westminster kid, uh, comes back home to play for the Canes. He, he's a guy that's going to come in. And 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 I think what the good thing about him coming into this team is his experience and his, his leadership, right? You lose some of those other guys. Now you bring in a Costello who's done it. He's been there. He's been to Omaha where these kids have not been to Omaha, right? Uh, but Miami is known for a team that, hey, they got to get to Omaha. They got to win their regional. They got to win the Supers. They got to get to Omaha, yeah, right? And this is an opportunity. In, in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. So it's if you get a, a guy, time. if you get a guy like Lucas Costello comes in with that experience, he's been able to, he's been able to play, you know, uh, in some big time games in Omaha. I think you've got an opportunity to, to have a, a really solid and disciplined, as um, I think someone mentioned in the chat, a really disciplined line of disciplined team where they're going to lean on some of those leaders, not only the guys that are coming back like uh, like Sear and Jacoby Long. That was another one that we haven't even mentioned yet. But you got to get some guys that have been to the big time, have been playing for the number one team in the country in Vanderbilt at times, right? So um, I think that he's going to be a huge addition to this lineup. And, and as I mentioned earlier, Vish, uh, I think that, the lineup is not going to be an issue, uh, I don't think. Well, let's talk about because Costello's an outfielder, right? Um, right. Yeah, let's kind of go through through who who who's going to be so playing. Is it, here. Is it, all right, so Kansas uh, County saying he's struggling. Um, his discipline has been terrible. As well. I mean, look, it's it's scrimmage reports. Yeah, let's see when when there's live ball action. It's, it's scrimmage reports. It is fall ball, and I think you got to understand uh, from a baseball perspective. I think if you've played any baseball in your life, there's there's guys that. Are good practice players. There's guys that are gamers. Uh, I think that applies for every, uh, you know, for every sport per se. But I think baseball is a huge one where you, you know, yeah, he may struggle a little bit. But I, I'm going to lean on his leadership. Uh, when you talk discipline, I'm assuming he's talking to discipline. Play, play, yeah, right. Uh, and and I think right now he's maybe he's just trying to figure some things out. Right, you've got you've got pitching that's struggling. 
uh, which we'll get into now. And you've got some players that are still trying to figure well, it out. I mean, wh- where do you see the rest? Of, is it you think it's going to be Carrier who long is? Yeah. So this is a good this is a good question because Carrier, from what I understand, has has actually had a pretty decent fall, right? Or a pretty decent yeah, his, spring his issue is practice winner. Yeah. So his issue, right? His issue is going to be that. But uh, I think that the outfield is interesting because you've got also another kid that we haven't mentioned is, is a newcomer in Jake Kulikowski. Yeah. Who uh, uh, another big bat, another kid that I think has stood out a little bit, um, and I think that he's got an opportunity to get some significant playing time. Uh, he's a kid out of Tampa Jesuit, uh, you know, about five eleven, two hundred pounds. He's a freshman out of J- Tampa Jesuit who always fields legit baseball team. There's a legit baseball program over there in Tampa. Uh, he's another kid that can come in and uh, you know and, and have something to say about that outfield right so what you're probably looking at right now is you're probably fielding Jacoby Long at center um, who's returning who had who had some 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 pretty impressive uh, um, at bats last year right he looked pretty good at times at times he didn't look so good right so that's something that maybe he's got to you know he's worked on I'm yeah. assuming he's worked on it now. So right, he's so, really good in the field. Too. He's a great he's a outfielder. Player. He can run the bases. He can fly around the bases. So I think uh, he's another kid that adds experience. Right, you lose a lot, but you still got some good some guys there with experience. Um, so the question is, the outfield, right? Is it going to be Costello and Carrier? Is it going to be? Um, I think it's definitely going to be Carrier. You got Renzo Gonzalez yeah, who came back, put it in the transfer portal, came back. Yeah, so Not even Gabby. Um, Gabby Gutierrez, another yeah. kid who's been with the program for it seems like five years, six years now. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Eddie Viegas. I mean, Viegas is another. I mean, so you've got options there. I think that look, Viegas proved that he can. You know, he at the beginning of the season, you and I were like, "Oh my God, Viegas, what's going on with him? He's swinging. He's swinging out of his shoes. Talk about discipline. Had none at the plate. Uh, Made some errors in the outfield, and then he started to pick it up and get better as the season went on. You started to see his uh, his confidence come back a little bit. Uh, he played really well down the stretch in the in, in, in the, the postseason. He did all right. So uh, he's another kid that can come in uh, with experience. So yeah, I, th- yeah. I think the I think the outfield is. I think playing it's, it's probably long center field, Lorenzo right field. I think that's probably right to start with, and then there's going to be a battle for that other spot. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, here's the thing, right? So you've got. You've got that, but you also have the, the, the opportunity to DH Lorenzo Carrier. Um, we Which, noticed yeah. he, we saw he wasn't yeah. the greatest. Yeah, he's not. He's not right. So, so yeah. you've got an opportunity to, to his battle be in the line. Uh, yeah, to DH him. Yeah. That's true. You know, so I, I, I you can probably see a guy like Viegas out there with with Kulikowski or Costello, right? Um, I think what you want to do to begin, especially like not the first, not the first week, but in two in two weeks from now or three weeks from now, you've got Florida coming down. You want to make sure that you've got the most experience in that lineup that can <laughs> can handle the bright lights, right? I, you know, look, I get it that college baseball is a little bit different. You always get a lot of young guys that play. Right? You get a lot of freshmen that play that are not afraid of the bright lights. But some look, Florida is not just anybody, right? They've got the number two team in the country this year coming in, if I'm not mistaken, or number three. Yeah, they're top one um, for sure. And they've got you know one of the best pitching staffs in the country. So you're going to have an opportunity. To, to kind of put your name on the map, right, as, as a program really early on, you got to be able to go out there and execute against a team like that. And if you've got some more experienced players in the lineup, 
you got an opportunity to 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 you know you got a better opportunity to win when the, the, that yeah. series. So. Yeah, and, and and beyond that too, I think you know when you put young players in there, it's important you put them in in positive positions where there's an opportunity to succeed, to build that confidence right. and 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 throwing them out there against Florida. Not, I mean, no. some of them will. Some of them are going to have to play. If they boot a ball, then yeah. what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Can can they kind of turn it around? So, so right now, all right. So let's do this without influence from Kane's Kane's cat's heat over here because he's influencing the crap out of this uh, show, which we appreciate. By the way, yeah. no, no, we're, yeah, we're just messing around with you. Friend of all of our shows, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, the heavy buckets uses. Who's yeah. your starting three in the outfield? Right now, definitely. I, I still and give me a DH and give me a DH. Okay, I still think it's long and carrier. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be Vegas because I think JD's going to go with his guy. Um, and then DH, I think it might be Kuvet to start. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Costello long and, uh, I'm going to go Costello long on Vegas from, a defensive perspective. I, I mean, that's, that's much better defensively. Yeah, defensive. I know everybody's gonna say, "Well, Costello made that error in in Omaha on that line drive that was hit over his head." <laughs> I think they were playing Clemson, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, but I still think, from from a defensive perspective, he's he's got the experience. He's got the uh, you know the, the time out there uh, against big programs. Even to, just to start off the season, I think they might they might do that. Look. Yeah, baseball is very interchangeable. Yeah, right? I mean, we always see different lineups, but I think I'm going to start off with Costello based off of you know him being ever figure out as a senior. I mean, kids from Westminster is it Costello or is it? <laughs> I, think, not, have, I think it's an Italian. Italian name. Yeah, Costello. Costello. I'm go Costello. I'm gonna go with Costello. Costello. <laughs> we had that Costello. discussion when he committed. And I'm like, from yeah. Westminster. I mean, <laughs> we, we mispronounced. Right. <laughs> uh, that's but yeah, we're gonna go with Costello on that one. Um, and then I think my DH is going to be Carrier. I think Carrier Stonoff has a DH. Uh, so, so who are your four infielders now? Talk about infielders because I think I think we we've left the yeah. best for last. And yeah. we're not going to talk about the catchers yet because we got we got some questions um, there. So um, okay, so since I have Cuvet uh, um, um, DHing, right? <laughs> I'm actually going to have Renzo at first. Wow, Renzo. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And he's he, by the way, he's great defensively yeah, as well. So. And, and then Torres at at um, a third. Third. Okay. All right. Um, Who are your, who's your middle infield? And right now, I think we'd slide Sierra over to short and put Dorian at second. Yeah, I think you got to. I think you got to. I like that lineup. I, I see what you did there. Uh, I'm gonna go Cavett at third, obviously because I have yeah. Carrier yeah. DHing. I've got Jason Torres playing first, and then I've got Sierra at shortstop and Dorian playing second base. Um, it was it was hard not to it was hard to leave uh, Antonio Jimenez out because uh, I know that he's had a really good spring a really good uh, not, not spring a really good winter and fall um, and, and it was hard for me to leave Jake Kalikowski out as well but I think what you're gonna see you're gonna see guys if guys get hot they're gonna stay in and they're gonna play right if you see guys that are not swinging the bat well then they're gonna get replaced so I think that. You, like you said, you got an opportunity. They're going to get some at bats. They're going to get some opportunities. So um, I like those guys. I know you've got some other guys. We'll, I'll name some other guys. Luca Luca Reyes is another big time prospect that came in uh, from New Jersey. You've got um, uh, I'm just trying to think. Oh, you know what's funny? We didn't even mention this kid yet. Oh, JD or so. 
Um, and he's a guy that could come in and make some noise at shortstop. He could start, yeah. And he could start right away. Actually, it's J.D. Erso, who I know his right comes from Tampa, uh, University of Tampa, where <laughs> yeah. his father is the coach. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, that he, uh, came yeah. in as a transfer portal kid. And uh, I, I think J.D. Erso is a guy that might make some noise at shortstop in the middle of the field uh, and pot- potentially put Blake Sear over at, at second. Because, look, here's the biggest thing. Here's the biggest thing with Blake Sear, right? We noticed that. Uh, the least amount of pressure that Blake Sear can have, uh, you know, from a defense, defensive perspective, if he can kind of focus in on hitting, right, which is what he does best, um, and not give him the pressure of playing shortstop as well, because we all know shortstop is right, the biggest, most important position on, you know, on the field, per se, is what people say, so. Uh, but if you give him the opportunity to kind of focus on his hitting and put J.D. Urso, a kid who's played shortstop for most of his college career, um, you know, come in and start right away, then, you know, that might be that might boost better for for the lineup as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see if J.D. Urso uh, comes in. But as, as people have mentioned, option. Dorian's done such yeah, a great yeah. job. It's going to be hard to keep I his think, bat I out. I think if, if here um, is going to stay at second, I think Urso is likely the shortstop. I agree. I agree. So I, I think that's what we're looking at right now, though. I'm going to start with that lineup, and I think, uh, look, Ursel just got here, too. So it's going to be fluid. Like, there's going to be a lot. There's very few. Look, Sears going to be somewhere in the lineup. Absolutely. Carrier's going to be somewhere in the lineup. Right. Torres. Tor- I Torres, Torres. Torres should be, but I don't think he's necessarily locked it down if he struggles. Yeah, I agree. But no, I, no, I think no, you're right. right. I think Sear and, and Carrier will be allowed to play through, you know, if they start off slow or something. The rest yeah. of the guys, like, they're good quality we have good depth we have a lot of unproven depth but we have good depth absolutely so that's why i think why both of us are a little bit more optimistic than maybe the uh which we'll talk about maybe towards the end of the show with the preseason <laughs> predictions yep yep, yep there are a lot of really good options here um yeah eric fernandez another young kid that yeah. came in and the big big kid uh you know uh, i mean there's 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 a lot of opportunities there for you know uh, i know we mentioned gabby gutierrez as well so i mean he's been here with yeah, the him, for a while him and, him and renzo coming back that was After huge. Going in, it's huge. huge for depth, for experience. You know, there are guys that have played in big games and made big hits for us. So. Yeah, if you need to add some 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 experience um, and you think that these guys can kind of underperform, yeah, Gabby Gutierrez, Renzo, those are the guys that, that can really do some damage. Um, and then, of course, I think the biggest question mark for me right now is is a catching position if you had to, to choose a guy. And we were all excited about you know having uh, um, Carlito um, last year because yeah. he came out firing, right? Yeah. I mean, he was hitting over four, uh, over three hundred. He had you know he got off to a hot start, hitting home runs, um, and then in typical Carlito fashion, kind of faded off into the sunset a little bit uh, towards the end of the season. He went on a he went on a, a strikeout tear there <laughs> for a little bit. But look, he's our most experienced guy behind the dish. He's he's. Yeah, as good as anybody else in the country, I think. Behind the dish. Yeah. Um, so you've got that experience, and I think that's going to be really important. I think I, I, the big thing is that JD um, cherishes having a really good backstop, because you know, as a pitching, as as a pitcher, you want to be confident that you're going to throw stuff in the dirt, or you're going to throw certain pitches. He's going to be able to frame them correctly. He's going to be able to. You know, to call a good game behind the dish, and I think that that's what Carlos brings to the table. However, you got you got Jack Scanlon, who look, he's a transfer from Oregon a couple of years ago. Didn't really didn't really do he's much more of a last year. 
more of a defensive guy for sure, but he's another he's a big kid with power. Uh, if he can get a hold of one, the problem yeah. is he's not a great hitter. Has he been yeah, able no, to work even on in that? Oregon? He wasn't, yeah. you know, he has right. So, has he been able to work yeah. with at, at that? Has he been able to develop that? Uh, I know Fensters is going to be a big proponent in the development of the guy's hitting. Right. Has he been able to work with Scanlon? Because, from a from just from a look perspective, Scanlon's got it all right six four, six five, over 220. A big arm, lefty bat, a catcher that's a lefty bat. That's huge, right? A lot of a lot of prospects, a lot of scouts love that. So is he a guy that can come in and, and develop his bat a little bit? I'm not asking him to hit 400, but can he hit 280, 290? You know, hit 15 home runs, something along those lines, right? That's what you're going to need out of a guy, I don't know, like that's that. kind of guy. But that's the same Perez thing you're going to need from Perez, right? Yeah, Perez kind was, of what we got. Right. So if you can do that, and then you've got A.J. Goidia. Who's coming in? And he's going to compete, right? He's another good, good, uh, good prospect coming in. Uh, another catcher. He's a young kid that's going to come in and compete. So I, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out who I'm going to have right. as my starting catcher. I think that if 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 I had to go with a guy right now, it's it had to be, be the best. It had to be Carlito. It's going to be right. I, I think I think he's going to have to. Um, I, I just hope that we're willing to develop backup options so that if he slumps, yeah. we pull him out because. Well, it wasn't just him. The back half of the lineup at the end of the year kind of collapsed a little bit, and we ended up, you know, having to wait. You basically like, are we going to get through these two or three guys so that we can turn the lineup over, get to Capus, and kind of, right, you know, get our bat that can actually produce. Um, so I, I think, you know, we need more consistency. This goes back into productive bats, like you said. He was on a uh, quite the strikeout tear <laughs> through the um, yeah, he was. the Duke series, the ACC tournament, and the regionals. It just, it just didn't happen. And so, but we hadn't really played anyone else. So it was it's like all of a sudden you're going to put like Jamie Jones in or whatever. It was right. just, no, it's going to be him. Didn't Jamie Jones end up at uh, yeah, Rutgers? I thought uh, but, Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, he did end up at Rutgers. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but so hopefully Scanlon is getting more action. Like we didn't do a great job of like getting him work in the midweek last year. No. Um, same with Goya. Whoever's Goya, you know, whoever's the backup, you know, I, I would like them to like maybe catch Sundays. Just you know, build them up a little bit so that they have so we have options because we can't. I mean, hmm. Perez was like a one hundred something hitter two years ago. Yeah. He start like he started off hot and then it progressed just, right back oof, to kind of bad. To kind of to where he was, was two years. Ago. So he's got the experience. Like he says really good defensively. He's got power. Right. So he's bringing a lot of stuff to the table, and that's why I think he, he should. He should be a starter, but if he can but hit we, consistently, we he's he, if he can hit consistently at, at a 280, 290 clip, he's potentially the best catcher yeah. in the ACC. Yeah, he's that he's that good. He's got that much talent. So I think if he can do that, um, you know, and hit your you know hit your ten your ten to fifteen home runs, um, at, he's going to be at the bottom of the lineup potentially. That's that's great to have at the bottom right. of the lineup. Right. So, but it's it's also another. You know, I think he'll definitely be the starter to start the year, but it's also another question of what JD's approach is. I think he fit well with Gino's approach of swing for the fences. We're gonna win with home runs. Right. This is true. Um, this is true. Which you know, if, if JD's looking for a more controlled approach, you know, that feast and famine stuff, it's not gonna not gonna be great to stay in the lineup. Well, that, I, I think that's gonna be the biggest question mark, right? You've got a new, you got a new. Uh, a new coach coming in who's obviously going to change some things around. Uh, can the players adjust? And I think that the good thing is that the guys that did return to the lineup are 
are going to be some of your best hitters, no doubt right. about it. There's not like there's question marks on the guys that are returning, like Sear and Torres is going to be a good hitter. Jacoby Long, I think, is going to be all right. And then you kind of fill the gaps everywhere else. Dorian Gonzalez coming back from a down year, but he started picking up again yeah, towards no, the he, end of the year, big right? And he's had a good offseason. So I think that you got some confidence in some of those guys. And now JD's going to be able to, with Fenster and, and Jonathan Anderson and those guys, be able to bring along these new guys and kind of. I think it might know, be very different from the last couple them. years in that, you know, it's probably going to be a little rough at the beginning as he's trying yeah. to work out a lot of new faces, trying to work things out. But, you know, there's a lot of potential in this I agree. team that by, you know, you start getting into to March, April, May, that after you kind of figured out, you know, who's able to do what, but this team potentially can be deeper and better than last year's. Right. I last year's got a few very high-profile guys that had to do all the heavy lifting. There's more options this year. Now, the big question is, are we going to have to score a lot of runs <laughs> every game? So, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of switching it over to the pitching staff. I think that this is going to be the biggest question mark for for Canes fans and for and for everyone out there in, in college baseball. I think that's this, this is why Miami's not ranked. Yep, in the top twenty-five to 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 you know to start the season is, you know the the question marks on the mount, right? You've got look, I, I think the reason why we're also excited about Rafe is because he had initially that one outing against Texas, I mean, yeah, right? That one outing against Texas, we were we were there, we saw it. It was a thing of beauty. Um, obviously, he came in a little too late, uh, you know, to to win that ball game, but you saw what he did. And then he had a couple of games, you know, that he came in and, and, and threw well after that, right? Threw a couple, if I'm not mistaken, he had a couple of innings after that, or was that, no, it? that was it? That was it. You're right. That was it. Yeah, you're right. But he had, I think, coming into that, he had yeah, to throw in a couple had, good yeah. innings, right? Yeah, his issue last year was, and and you know, of course, it's the same. It's the same um, pitching. I mean, it's JD, right? But wow. you know, he's saying the same thing Gino did last year, which is he's always the toughest stuff to hit. Um, his issue was always control. Right. Um, and so against Texas, like he was finding that the out zone. And once he was finding the zone, he's really hard to hit. Right. Um, and so he, he shut them down, but we just couldn't score. And get through it. it looks like he's figured that out a little bit. Um, and if you ask me, he's our Friday night guy. Now, I know there's, there's you know, we, we spoke about the, yeah. this a little bit off air. Um, that you know, Gage Zio coming into his uh, it looks like he's going to be in his final season. I know yeah. he's he's up for some some preseason awards because you know he is going to be considered a Friday night guy. He's had the most experience as a starter on this team. Um, you know, he's he's had some opportunities to 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 really shine, and he's done a really good job in certain outings, right? And then he's had some outings where he just struggles immensely. Um, and so he's very inconsistent. Well, he was very inconsistent last year, but you saw signs of, of him in certain games be able to be that Friday guy, right? You saw, you saw that he has the potential to be a Friday guy. Um, and I think that's what, what Miami might hang their hat on initially to start off the season um, as him being the Friday night guy. But you did also see when he moved to the back end, right, to the Saturday yeah. And Sunday, how he was able to excel a little bit. That's where you saw him pitch a little bit better. So, um, I, you know, I'm. We've been we've been weird 
with kind of how we set up the weekend rotation yeah. last few years. And, and again, JD's still here. Well, yeah, but I think La- so. Laz Gutierrez is obviously the pitching coach now. I think uh, hopefully JD's going to take his hands out of the cooking jar. He's still going to have a say. He's uh, yeah. He's, he's been the pitching coach yeah. for twenty one years. He's going to be able to. He's he's got to be more involved with the pitching yeah. than anything else. So I think that he's still going to come in and have something to say about that pitching staff. Uh, and he's very familiar with guys like Rafe and Gage. And so I think that, you know, it's it's tough. Well, because so, what, what, I guess what I was getting at, what do you we do? will yeah. know if we depart from this. So I think I think Gage has got the best stuff on the team. And if there's a if there is a, a win or die game, you pick anyone, I think they would throw Rafe. Yeah. Right? But that's not how the season plays out. Right. All, all these double eliminations multiple. And I do think they like Gage is kind of more of a bulldog type of pitcher and just like eat innings for you and won't get he will he, he might give up four or five runs. Well, but yeah, but I think able... I think they would happily take like you know six seven innings, four four fourish runs right. on a Friday to not burn the bullpen. Yeah, and and again, I've we haven't seen Gage since last year. If he um you know is more consistent, right, then he can do that too with us. With a with a at a higher level, right? Because yeah, he's a better, has better stuff. So then he easily. But I I do think at least initially, I think we'll probably see Gage on Friday. I um, think so too. Because we've been we, again, we haven't necessarily been. Putting, if you ask me, the better the better pitcher is Ray for sure. Yeah, right? and think. and I'm I'm thinking back just the last few years, like you know, Palmquist was going on Saturdays for most of the year, even though he's clearly the best starter on that team, right? And then you yeah. know, last year it was well, we got so many injuries, it kind of became a revolving door. Right, so I, I don't know that necessarily our best pitcher is going to be the Friday. Right. At least not initially. But those two guys are definitely, you know, it's Friday Saturday. If you see if you see Gage struggle a little bit, then I think he moved over to Saturday, yeah. uh, or maybe I, even Sunday at that point. Maybe. Well, that's the biggest question to me, right? Is you've got two guys that I know that you know for sure are probably going to be your Friday and Saturday guys. Like yeah, Gage, those are your top. Those are two of the three in the weekend for sure. The question to me is who's your third guy, right? Is, you've seen. You've seen, uh, you've seen in the spring Miami try to use multiple guys, and I know the one guy that definitely should not be your, your Sunday starter is Ben Chestnut. I know they've tried. They keep yeah. trying to get him to, to be that starter. Like, and I, can... I just don't think that – look, Ben is good for an inning or two, and then the wheels fall off, and that's just the well, type of pitcher he is. I mean, if we're going to be given honest assessment here, he's – He's a got good guy to bring in when you're behind and you just need to eat some minutes. Yeah. He's not someone you want weekend starting or put in the high leverage. Situations. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And he does serve a purpose because there are times where you're like, all right, we're down three runs in the fourth inning of a Saturday game. Right. We gotta pull the starter. Yeah, let Chestnut go out there. Right. Try to keep us in this game. Like there that is a that's an important role, but no, I'm not there's no way you can start an event. I think for me the guy is Eric Hernandez. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally. Uh, you know, he comes from first of all, he comes from a really good program in Miami Dade. I, I know a lot of people don't understand how good Miami Dade is uh, yeah. as far as baseball is concerned. We've got a really great program over there. And so I think that he comes from a great program where he was dominant. He was dominant at Miami Dade, uh, pitching in, in that league, in that conference. And now you bring him here, he's not only that, but he's also another lefty, right? That's another thing that we've struggled with in the past is having lefty. You know, legit lefty guys. Now you've got Rafe in the in the in the, yeah. in the uh, on the staff, potentially <laughs> bringing another lefty in Eric Hernandez, who's a big, hard throwing guy from the left side, right. um, and and throwing a big time lefty on a Sunday 
Yeah. I think it just throws a wrench at everything, right? Because typically when you get like the Jake Garlands of the world, right, that come in and throw 86, 87 miles an hour on a, on a Sunday, it's great also because it throws off the timing. But at the end of the day, some guys kind of start to pick that up after a second or third inning. Yeah, that just comes in and throws gas from the left side on a Sunday when everybody's tired and the teams want to go home. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, this, it's this also, might work out, right? It also, so it also is, you know. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everyone is trying to piece together their Sunday, right? So, um, yeah, if you have someone that has stuff that maybe, you know, needs to... He's got good dead, stuff. He's yeah. got really good stuff. Right? Yeah. Then, yeah, it's a great option for Sunday for a young pitcher because it's not it's not a situation where you're like, oh, we got to shut the team out. Right. He's going against like an ace on the other end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. That's a good so he's he's going to have that kind of. He's not going to feel so so tense and so so nervous to go up there and face a guy, a fight yeah, that guy. We got Harry in the house. What's up, Harry? Uh, you want to come in and talk some baseball, man? Mm-hmm. Feel free to talk. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get Harry to come in and talk some baseball. Um, yeah, so that's what I like about bringing in a guy like Hernandez um, as your Sunday starter. Another guy is Miles Cabo. He's another, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's another lefty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was really excited another, to see him yeah, last year, but he got, hurt, yeah. he got hurt, so he's out the year. Him and Ashton Crowther is another kid that I'm really excited about. But uh, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go with Hernandez right now. I think Kaba is still has some some stuff to to kind of work out to to get back into shape. Uh, but yeah, you, some of you guys mentioned some some good guys. You, you mentioned uh, Drew Dwyer, uh, Nick Robert, who's another uh, incoming guy, a big kid, a big six foot five, six foot six, um, big kid, right? So he's another intimidating guy on the mound that can come in and and and, and get some innings for you, eat up some innings. And look, that for, like you mentioned, Vish. Uh, that Sunday game, you're not going to face their, their their stud, right? You're not right. going to face the other team's ace. You got an opportunity to kind of be loose, stay loose, and go out there and just fire the fire the baseball, you know. Yeah, uh, so I, I like what we what we have there as as a third option. I think it just needs to develop and and needs time, right? The biggest question mark I think is the bullpen because you lose a lot of guys. But I, I I'm excited about the prospect of bringing in Crowther who's coming back from an injury, who was going to be a, an integral part in this bullpen. Yep. Miles Kava, yep. another kid. Um, you've got, you know, potentially the biggest the biggest uh, and best news from that bullpen or from the staff as a whole is when Brian Walters comes back. Um, I think that that's going to be the biggest thing. Is he come, Does he come back and, you know, end up starting? Does he come back and, 
you know, fit into the bullpen. I think initially, initially it's probably you know what age. I mean. Who's the who's the midweek guy, right? We didn't even mention that. Do you throw a Dwyer or a Nick Robert as a young guy there? Do you I'd, throw? I'd, I'd prefer Dwyer, but I. Unfortunately, and I. Yeah, it's it's hard to know because you haven't seen these guys so, pitch, right? So. I mean, we ruined seasons by not taking the midweek seriously. It, it, it might be Ben initially, right? It might be Chestnut, right? Just because based off of experience. But, um, you know, you, you've got some guys that have some experience also on the mound. And Chris Sinta, I know that he's had a he's had a difficult oh, yeah, totally, yeah. postseason. I mean, I'm sorry, offseason. So, but you've got Chris Sinta, who's another guy that can come in and eat up. For me, the midweek is, is just, you know, kind of throw how, how Major League Baseball does it now, where you got some guys that just come in throw two innings and you bring another guy for another two innings. And that's how you kind of work that midweek to kind of get multiple guys innings. And I think initially you might see that with the staff because there's so much of an unknown. Yeah. Well, right? I think that role is up for grabs. I agree. I agree. Um, and, and keep in mind, there's several times we have two midweek games. So. And hey, you got Renzo now, who's apparently a pitcher. I mean, <laughs> just adds another lefty arm. Yeah, let's be real here. Uh, you know, that. so know. that should be interesting. going to be seeing we're gonna bring in. Uh, Let me slide this way. Um, we're over a little bit this way. We'll yeah, bring in the man of the hour in here. The man. Sure, and everything. The big turn. I like that. I like that. All right, let's see if we can. Uh, we got this. this way. There right, it is. We're all in frame. There here we is. go. Mr. Harry Rothwell. Uh, by the way, you know I know we've we've all been here before, but this is this is a really nice spot you guys got here. Yeah, um, they've done a really good job with uh, building it out and uh, getting it decorated, thanks to Adidas and others. And uh, the best is yet to come, though. We're we're just in the beginning of it. You know, we're really looking forward to having some NIL in here very soon, and a lot of special events and uh, some special merchandise created by some of our former Canes and others out here in the designing world. And uh, you know, we're going to make this place a, a destination that people are going to want to come and have a good time at. Um. For you guys that are on on watching in the chat, it's right across the street from the campus, uh, on the first floor of the Thesis Hotel. Um, it's a beautiful little spot here, and uh, it's great for you to get your merchandise before you go into a game to go to uh, to see Kane's baseball, Kane's basketball. You've got it all right here, so make sure you guys come check it out. If you're heading to the um, UNC game this afternoon, definitely stop by before. Yeah, come give yourself hi. an extra ten minutes; it'll be worth it. Definitely, you'll need at least ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, we're nice. also going to be doing the concessions at baseball, so that's right. we'll be heading that's over right. there in a little bit. So we're excited about baseball, which you guys are talking about. Yeah. And last night, I was very fortunate to attend the alumni uh, reception last night. It was the largest ever they've ever had; over a hundred wow. players there, and it was uh, it was they were honoring the 50th anniversary of the '74 team, which was the first team to ever go to the College World Series. Okay. And it's amazing because, you know, again, I've been following baseball for a really long time, but not that long. But two of the guys in that that team were their numbers been retired out on the wall, you know. So it's 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 you kind of forget the history because it's so far back. But right. you know, Ron Frazier put together something that was special and created a whole uh, more popular game in college baseball and got it on ESPN and all the other things. But it started with those teams like that and his his desire to do it. Of course, you know, Ron was perfect or the greatest marketing guy that ever worked here in the sense that he knew that to get that stadium packed, he's going to have to do promotions and he did some great promotions back in the day. And, you know, he had a dinner on the diamond. He, you know, had trips to nowhere. You, you know, you bring your suitcase to the game and they pick a winner out of the lucky number and a card come down the center field fence. You hop in with your bag and take you to someplace <laughs> that night, you know, so there was some pretty, pretty cool things back in the day. Yeah. And if, if people aren't familiar with the history of this program, it is, 
as Jazz said at the beginning of the show. It's the rare sport where Miami's a blue blood. Um, so, because Ron Frazier basically popularized college baseball. So, when you see that statue out in front of the light, um, you should definitely look into it. Well, you know, it, not only was he great for Miami, but he was great for college baseball yeah, in general. Yeah, you know, the USA team, he did you know, foreign teams and stuff. So, he really uh, had an impact. And, of course, if you knew him, he was one of those coaches that, you know, you don't have a lot of. I think we have one here right now with Jim Laranega, but he understood that the fan was important to the game, and, and that's why the game was being played. And he treated all the fans like they're, they mattered, and he cared about what they did, and he wanted to make sure that his team did the same and that they were being entertained because at the end of the day, sports is entertainment, you know. And we all as fans get locked in, oh, I got to win or else or all this. And sometimes it takes away the enjoyment of actually being with your friends, family and watching a game. And whether your team wins or loses, it's sometimes just nice to be out in the ballpark. And I'll be honest with you, there's no place in Miami that I'd rather spend an afternoon with than the ballpark. And I've had some of the greatest memories of my kids and other people at that ballpark. And, and it really is um, well, I think a gem you see in the area. Every game, right, with how they, you know, all the chants that we do and you know, how, how they involve the crowd a lot and how they kind of, you know, put together their own little things out there. You don't see that much in, in any other sport. And I think it's exciting to see that, uh, you know, you got the best milkshakes in the world as well. So that's, <laughs> that's you know, that's a plus. Um, although, you know, I'm going to have to lay, lay off of those things for a little bit. I do one a year. At least, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I try to do one, one a year because I, I really, I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, there are people that go every, every week and that's what they get, yeah. you know. And, and, you know, the thing about baseball is, you know, a lot of those people at those games, they're going two or three games a week, if not all of them, you know. So you don't find that in, in a lot of places. And, and so, you know, like I said, I've been going for a long time and, and the same people are there. Now, we've lost a few and, you know, that goes. But but it's, you know, watching that next group of kids come up and become, you know, fans of baseball and run around the park and have a good time. I mean, back years ago when my kids were growing up, they had out in the right field area, they have, they did wall ball and, you know, the kids were down there playing and it, like, you know, you let your kids run around and never worry about it. You know, it wasn't like they had to sit in your seat and everything else. So um, it really is great. PCI does a great job with the food and services. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to an interesting season. You know, JD talked last night to all his players and he said that, look, we're going to be a team that you're going to nose out on the field. They're going to give 110%. And he says, as long as I'm the coach, we're going to give everything we can to give the fans and the team the opportunity to win games and have a great time. That's what it's all about, and I think that he's going to have to do that. I mean, coming in, been here for about 20, you know, what this is going on his 22nd yeah. year now as a coach. I think that um, he's going to do some things different, and I think that it's going to take some time for some for some of the fans and maybe some of the uh, some of the others to kind of get used to. And I think that being that he's been here for <laughs> long, he understands um, he understands this, uh, the the fans. He understands you know what it what it what it's going to take to get back to Omaha, and I think that. You know, it, it, it may take some time, but I think this team has an opportunity to to sneak up on a lot of people. And, and I, I think you kind of said that last night. And I think other people have to understand that, you know, last two years we finished the season six and ten. Yes. We lost a lot of talent, yeah, we did. a lot of talent. So we've got unknown talent right now. Right. So, you know, if they play at the level that we brought them in on, season could be really good. Or if they come in and play so-so or something like that, there's going to be a few bumps in the roads that I don't think will be a top 10 team at the end sure. of the season. Yeah, but I think the foundation is going to be that's set. that's something we were talking about before you joined us, that there's a lot of really good, talented options here that can be proven. So the, the beginning of the season might be a little rough as it kind of worked out bad, but 
there's a lot of upside on this team. Well, yeah, and you look at the staff he put together. I mean, you really talk about a really, a really dynamic staff and one that, you know, I've been around some of the practices and just hearing them and, and stuff like that. And Rob Cooper and I go back to when he was a player here, you know, and to have him come back when he texted me that hey, one day and you. said, right. I'm coming back, you know. And, and you know, he's, the, he's, he's really the great hire because he's going to help J.D. go from an assistant coach to a head coach and he's going to take care of some of that day-to-day stuff that he's not familiar with that Rob's done, you know, at the head coaching position and take some of that pressure away from him. And I think that's really a great thing. If you're going to hire an assistant coach that hasn't had the coaching experience to give him that kind of support in house to make it a little bit easier and quicker to get to that point where you want to be. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing is hiring a guy like Laz as well. Uh, he's great to, to take care of his pitchers. Obviously, he's, a, he's obviously a former Kane, but um, I, I think they're going to work well together. And it gives him an opportunity to really trust, you know, in, in who he has there at that position, because I'm sure he's going to have want to have his hand in, in, you know, in the pitching staff. And he will. Uh, but he's got so much other things, so many other things to, to, to focus on that. I think having having a guy like Laz uh, take over that pitching staff. I think it's going to be integral. You got a lot of young guys. You got a a lot of young guys coming in. You got a lot of unknowns, as you mentioned again. Uh, some some big time arms coming back in Kaba and Crowther. Um, and I kind of wanted to get into that before we get into that. Someone mentioned. Uh, someone asked um, if this is the old um, the old. So no, this is a brand new store uh, located across the street from the official. Uh, it's the yeah, official it, it is the official athletic department. Uh, brick and mortar store. store. Brick and mortar. So it's right across the street. Um, for the old timers, it's where the Holiday Inn used to be. Right, that's, that's how I remember <laughs> the Holiday Inn. It's that a thesis hotel. It's, it's, it's a little bit nicer over here it now. Is. It, it is the a little bit nicer. Slightly. <laughs> yeah, I got a great hotel, a couple of nice restaurants, and then upstairs is a bunch of apartments, which is mainly uh, filled in by the UM students. So right. it's uh, it's you know a fixture right now on campus, and a lot of the parents stay here. We have baseball recruits stay here, basketball recruits stay here. So it's. It's a it's a nice location, um, you know, convenient for the university. And the, the ticket office is next door. And the now, ticket right? office is next door too. And although you know nowadays, really, you don't deal with a ticket office in person. It's all online, right? Right. 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 Yeah. So I got a question. Uh, I got a question for that Harry. Maybe if you want to get on this, Kane, should we expect anything at all in terms of performance from our freshman position players? Are they going to be redshirted this season? Uh, we talked a little bit about that early, but. Um, what do you think? How do you how do you feel about you? As you said, we're we're replacing a lot of guys, especially in the lineup as well, uh, with, with the exit of Yo-Yo and CJ and uh, you know and, and all these guys that that have kind of left the program now. Um, how do you see this incoming freshman class? And I think the transfer portal guys as well, like uh, Urso and and Costello and those guys. How do you see them kind of transitioning and uh, and being an integral part of this? Uh, of well, this they've done a lot of scrimmages and stuff, so I'm yeah. sure that they're you know taking all that into consideration, you know, and then look, you know, who, what they're doing and what they did in fall ball and everything else. And they're going to put together, you know, the team they play tonight, you know, in the alumni game and then the scrimmages that leading up to next week's opening game and even going into opening series. I think you probably see in those, that four game series, you might see two or three different lineups coming out to just see where guys are and see who wants to step up when the lights are turned on. So I don't know that based on the young players coming in that there's anything really set in stone right now. There's a couple positions that are, of course, but the other ones aren't. And then I think the rotation is pretty well figured out for, for the at least opening weekend. So um, it's interesting. Number three guy is there something guy? I, I'm not really sure, but I know one thing is that having a double header kind of 
makes things a little more yeah. interesting. But, you know, you're playing against the lesser opponent. So I think it, it's one of those where you're going to probably get a lot of guys pitching that weekend. You get a lot of guys at bat, and you're going to probably change some things around. I'm anxious to see what J.D. does, like, with pinch hitters and and things like that that sometimes we didn't think we did enough of or you had the same lineup over and over again even if guys were slumping there wasn't a lot of change so it'd be nice if we had some guys that could come off the bench and and be able to fill in when a guy's not having a good week or right. something like that i think it's going to be it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do especially in the beginning and you've got the second week they play the gators excuse me so yeah it's a third it's the third week yeah we got long island yeah. Oh, long I mean, you know, there's 17 games in a row at home. I mean, that's pretty amazing, too, in its own right. That really reminds me of the old days when Frazier was here. You know, you'd play 60 out of 80 games in, in, in home, you know, and the other 12 or so were in the state, you know. So you might have gone out of state once, you know, back when he was here. But, you know, 80-game seasons were ridiculous back in those days. Yeah, first first row game was uh, it's like the seventh. You said 17 straight, right? Yeah, at yeah. Notre Dame, March 22nd. Wow. Sure. Wow. Just well, the Gators are the Gators are the, be the first road or no, they're here, right? They're yeah, here, yeah. Right here. yeah. So they got they're 17, 17 home yeah. games. So yeah, just randomly our first but then two. I think we have the month of April, something like that. We're rarely home at all. Yeah, so that's, that's gonna, it's just randomly the first two that the Gators are home this year, and then the first two ACC series are here too. Yeah, so it's it's really one of those uh, kind of a weird schedule because we really haven't seen a schedule where you're not going out, out somewhere, you know, sooner than than that, but. You know, yeah, right. it's kind of nice for this young team to be able to have games at home to get that kind of comfort feeling that they can have versus going on the road and being in a hostile environment and learning what it takes to be like playing at Clemson or some of those places where the fans can get a little rough on you. It's it's good. Yeah, it's good to get them to start off to start off like that. Definitely not not have that pressure. So I think that. Um, oh, my light turned off. Of course it did. Um, uh, to be able to kind of get it going there. So, uh, guys, check this out. Check the official team store out here yeah, for sure. uh, across the street from campus. It's the Miami uh, Hurricanes official team store at the Pizza's Hotel on the first floor. Come on in and um, say hi to Harry and the staff here. They do a great job. They've got all the latest. They've yeah, the you, new, you're, not, you're, not seeing, you're not seeing what jacket. we're looking at out yeah. here. But, man, this is, this is like Toys R Us for <laughs> yeah. Guys. Like I said, the, like we're, right we're going to have a lot more very soon. It's it's coming. Across. You got the new, what, got the new shoes, new Adidas so. shoes, the new Canes jackets, Canes baseball jackets sure. with the with the with the old school um, look. So yeah, a lot of stuff here. Um, Harry, thanks for letting us do this here, man. Really hey, you guys are welcome here anytime. You know, we like having you guys here. You guys do a great job, and you know, again, it's nice to talk anything with, about the Canes. You know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said last night, you know, he had 100 players there, and, and it was great seeing a lot of these guys from the 70s all the way up to last year, and, you know, John Jay and Alex Scores coming in today. And it's, you know, it's really a real knit, tight-knit family. And then I was thinking about it, you know, with what happened with the induction of the Hall of Fame. Right. And, and you, you see Edwin drive up to Devin's house in his car, and he's got all these Hall of Famers signing on it. And I go, you know, there's really nothing like the family at UM. And I was talking to Ryan Grimmett last night about that, too. And he goes, you know, it's just unique and different. These, It's a family that would – even I didn't play with you, but you're because you played baseball at the U, your family, you know, and they treat one another with respect and honor. And, and I think a lot of these players coming back this week and even next week, are coming back because J.D. is now the head coach, and they want to honor his thing. Because, you know, I told J.D., I said, you know, I have a ticket stub signed by you when you beat Florida State, the World Series, and it was in my other office, and now it's in this office here. And I was telling uh, his wife about that last night, but it just <laughs> how long I've known him. Yeah. You know, Anisha was saying, Harry, I've known you for so long. And 
and I'm very blessed to be able to be involved in a lot of that or, or know these players. And, you know, the last few years, because of a lot of different reasons, we don't get a chance to meet the players like we did when they had team feeds or banquets or other things like that. But the guys that I have known and stuff like that, I really do feel honored. And, and we do have a great program. And I think this season's going to be a good test, but I think it's going to be a step in the right direction for the future. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having for coming Thank in you and you do it again. You know, we'll do it for football season or Absolutely. another basketball yeah. or something like that. So we'll definitely thanks again. Back and we'll, we'll do some, uh, some, some new stuff. So thanks, Harry. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. As my computer. Yeah, you're, out of you're, uh, your technology. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't have my, I don't have my charger. So I mean, I have my charger, but I don't have it plugged in. So that's all right, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, that's all right. We'll get, we're, we're getting ready to, to wrap it up. But um Always love to hear from Harry. He yeah. does an absolutely incredible yeah, and, job. And again, here. like this, this space uh, is. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna spend some money here today. Yeah, yeah I'm looking. I'm watching Not unfortunately, fortunately. Watching out the new shoes over there. Yeah, I think here. I'm gonna get some stuff. <laughs> Anyways, uh, season prediction for you. Well, did we talk one other thing? Who do you think the closer is? Yeah. Oh my god, we didn't even get to that. You're right. Yeah. Uh, jeez, it's a tough one. I don't think it's not a natural one. No, I think that it's gonna be by committee initially. I think you're going to see a couple of different guys maybe get an opportunity there. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, right? This is a case of if some guys in the rotation step up, right? Maybe you're, maybe whoever, whoever your midweek starter is really look, looks really good. Then move into the weekend. And maybe a guy like Gage, maybe Gage struggles yeah. for six, seven innings. Yeah. But he's lights out for an inning or two. This Gage moved back because he was right initially. He was in the yeah. Bullpen. He was a, he was a setup. He was a setup guy. Yeah. Is he a guy that can move back in and be a closer? Because if you can get ninety four or ninety five from him for one or two innings, and shut the door. I think that maybe it's an option. But you also got a guy coming in like Ashton Crowther. I think yeah. he's he's a, he's a name to look out for um, as a as a closer. Miles Cava is another one who could potentially start. And then you can also look at, you know, you can look at little brother, little bro, Ryan Walters. Uh, once he comes in and he's, uh, you know, kind of as, as we uh, soccer players, as we soccer fans like to say, once he's fit, yeah. you know, um, I think he's a guy that can come in and maybe you know, do that. So, yeah, you've got some names there. I, I don't yeah, know, I if don't know I, that the coaches really have a good idea of who yeah, at this point. Be, I think it's going to be kind of figuring it out this season. It, it's, the season. I think it's going to be interesting natural. to see. But if I had to name a guy right now, I'd probably go with like Crowther. I think maybe him, maybe I mean, I think Kaba eats too many innings. You yeah. don't want to use him as the closer, but he's potentially there. I mean, you can look at guys like uh, I mean, I know there's a <laughs> Slade a, Naderman. I think uh, I Naderman, yeah, Naderman, who's who did some, some confidence in. Uh, Nick Robert maybe might be a guy if you see he doesn't get much in the midweek, he could be that guy. Uh, so yeah, so there's some options, and, and again, I think that you're really going to see what this pitching staff is about now. Now that JD is the head honcho and Laz comes in, uh, they could do some things different, you know. And I think JD, excuse me, I think JD was a great coach, great pitching coach. But I think that bringing in a, a guy in like Laz with a little bit of a different perspective potentially could boast well for for that for that uh, pitching staff. So uh, I'm interested to see what they do. I'm interested to see. That was a good question. I, so I mean, I don't. I, it's an unanswerable Jeez. question at this point. It's really, it really not. Not a. It really is. Oh, that's another name, Vargas. Vargas, yeah. Uh, I mean, so. I think I, I'd be curious to see. You know, 
I mean, I doubt we're going to be in much of a safe situation the first couple of weeks. So, right. That's, yeah, that's the question. That's the question. But we'll see. You never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Baseball is, baseball is crazy, man. It's a crazy, uh, it's a crazy game. So we can get into these uh, barn burners with, with NJIT. Yeah, that's true. You, know, you get a hot pitcher. You never know. Um, and then the next it is the beginning of the season. Yeah. And, you know, that sometimes take a little yeah, game or two to kind of heat up. So we'll see what happens. Um, so what's your prediction for this season? I, I don't want to go records. Records. Yeah, I just no I guess. No idea what's going to happen. I mean, um, well, we got a question here. Jazz, you think Jason start doing what you're singing? Major League Baseball with pitching when they take guys out before the sixth and We talked about that, right? <laughs> I think more so in the midweek. I don't. I don't know that college baseball is a little bit different because you don't pitch as frequently, right? Um, so you basically pitch once a week. They tend to yell so you might them. see that in the midweek, so yeah. that he can get a look at different arms and see, uh, see who he likes the best. I think initially you'll see yeah, that. Yeah, because that's why you get the indicators in college baseball. Because again, it's, it's low, it's low stress on the arm. It's once a week. You're not pitching multiple times a week. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. So so less likely, but you know, certainly on depending on who the stars and what they're capable of doing. You know, we do have enough arms to do some of that stuff. We do. We do because there's so many unknowns, right? right? And there's so much talent. Uh, this is not like, you know, your back end of the bullpen is, or your back end of your pitching staff is going to be is, is worse than your, you know, than the guys in the middle. You don't know yet. And so that unknown, I think, is going to give them the opportunity to be able to, uh, to, to, to develop some of these guys and see who, see who stands out. So. Yeah, All right, you've asked twice already. So yeah. let's see predictions. So like you said, records kind of like blew it. But yeah. um, so for I guess let's let's do it in stages. Do you okay. think this is a regional team at least? Uh, at least yes. Because that's not the predictions are borderline on that. Right yeah, now. I'm gonna say yes. I think I think they're better than than. Um, than but I don't think, think they're a high a high uh, seeded regional team. I think they're gonna be they'll be out of the top sixteen. They might be towards the back end of the yeah. Regionals. So I think I think yeah I think road for regionals. So yes. Yeah. So so what would you say super super regional super regional I think team? That's probably the ceiling of this team. I don't think it's a regional team. Yeah, I can um, see that. But I think that that's a good that's a good start. You know what? You get in the postseason, and we've seen it happen to us. We've seen crazier things happen, yeah. right? We've seen Ole Miss. I know they were the number one team in the country that year, but they fell out of the top twenty-five, got into the regional, and won won the World Series. Stranger things has yeah, happened. Even, even, Baseball even, is, is a game yeah. of, of of streaks, yeah. right? You're playing well at the end of the season. Exactly. So, and, and I think, and and you know, this as a as a program, we've kind of seen some of our better teams not do as well in the postseason, and vice versa. So, you know, it's about finding the. It's just going back a bit, but we've made the you know we've gone road regionals and made Omaha, and then we've you know last couple of years we've lost on our home field. So exactly. Exactly. Just so maybe maybe we need to go field. somewhere else. <laughs> about getting stuff worked out for um for the postseasons that were kind of solid going in like so we haven't you know last year it was really disappointing because we actually played well in the acc tournament remember we beat wake forest there we we did we weren't playing poorly but we kind of felt like all right, the now pitching, we, well we kind of knew that the pitching was yeah we couldn't afford you know a run and, and, and ligon just to have it on well, saturday game and that did it um, yeah, and then we kind of knew that that was it at that yeah. point. So yeah, we definitely we knew we couldn't, and this is where hopefully we have more pitching depth this year because we knew. Look, like I, in fact, we 
they only lost like I think one or two series weekend series last year. Just yeah. But but the regional format when you when you lose a game and you have to win like five like we didn't have the pitching for it and yeah, so too many games we kind of knew I was like yeah, if we can get to supers I think we'll go to Omaha because we're very good at a you know final just win two out of three we do that very well but right. you know winning four out of six or that's, that's, that's that's tough. so once we lost that that Saturday, that's why those I mean you got to get lucky you got to win those first two first games all, you got to get lucky in the ACC tournament right? right you got to get lucky you got to get hot your pitching has to just be lights out for five or six straight games. Um, so yeah, I think uh, if you can if you can get the super regionals, you got a good shot. You got a good shot. You just got to get hot, man. You just got to get. Yeah, hot. No, but I do think we have more pitching this year to kind of play through some of that. Arms, you can. I think so too. I I don't think that the names are there, but I think the talent is. Yeah, because so. last year, if you recall, I mean, it was so much on Alejandro Torres. Yes, it was. He was starting on Sunday after after coming out of the pen on Friday and Saturday. It's like, dude. Like that, He's that, another guy that I wish would have. Stayed. Yeah, I wish, but you know, what's in the room? Interesting, but um, no, but but we have plenty of arm depth. It's a matter of you know hope, health, and you know establishing that. But we have a lot more arms we can call on this year. For sure. All right, so we're thinking supers. Is that kind of our level here? Yeah, that's 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 where we're at right now. Uh, by the way, please make sure you hit us up on on Twitter. Uh, we've got a new Twitter. Um. So we still haven't branded the baseball show, but there will be a brand. We still have it, but check check out the new our new Twitter handle yes, is five reasons. It's Canes. five reasons Canes. Scroll across the bottom. Um, at five reasons Canes. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well and like this show. Please share it with all your all your friends and family. I love baseball. We definitely want to talk more baseball. But not only that, we're trying to come up with a really cool name. We've got some ideas, but if you guys got some that you're interested in, tweet us at five reasons Canes. Tweet us some names that you're interested in. Maybe we'll put a poll up with yeah. a couple of different names. Yes, we can do that. We'll do that. I'll do that on the Six Rings Canes podcast uh, on Twitter as well, so you guys can see it there also yep. um, as we build up this uh, the Five Reasons Canes Twitter. So make sure you guys check us out there, and we'll have that. I, I saw Anthony with another question. Well, he, he wants to know your thoughts on Jimenez. Uh, yeah, we mentioned it earlier on in the show. Make sure you check it out. But um, I think he's got an opportunity to contribute on this team. So. Yeah, Make sure you yeah. guys check that out. Yeah, no, I don't think he's just a shortstop. Though, so no, he could potentially play third base yeah, as well. Yeah. He's a big kid, six one two oh five. So yeah, and, and Kane's cat, he is coming with Frazier Boys is the name of the Frazier Frazier Boys, which is okay. Uh, Frazier's with an S, by the way. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. We get it. We get it. Um, maybe that that'll be on the poll. That'll yeah. be on the poll. Uh, podcast is this going to be a podcast form? I think eventually it will. It's, it's both. So everything we do on our network goes out. If you're subscribed to the Five Reasons Kings podcast, you get six ring, you get buckets, and you're going to get this. Right. We still right. have a name for this yet, but this show, you watch live right here, we'll go out on the podcast. We even come out. Sweet. All, right, all, all the stuff goes out there. All so we've got content. everything. We've got yeah. everything set yeah, up. Yeah, so you get your audio version on that too. So definitely subscribe to the podcast. It's Five Reasons Kings, and you'll get all of our football, baseball, basketball content. Sweet. Yeah, we got buckets later today. Uh, they're supposed to be yeah. late night buckets, man. Buckets is uh, Melissa works nights and and Matt's in California, so we tend to do late night buckets. Um, but yeah, we should we should have some. Posts Just check today. them out though. Check check out the buckets podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, the buckets show. Yep. On YouTube. Um, yep. Same thing. Six rings for football, buckets for basketball. We you're gonna help us name this show that we're doing yes. right now for baseball. I've got an idea, but look, yeah. so we got Frazier Boys. We've got another one that we'll yeah. we'll post we'll later call, yeah. for you as well. well. Maybe we'll give you three or four options and. And hopefully you guys can help us out. Yeah, and then it'll be and all of that five reasons the Canes is coming up over all our Canes coverage that uh, all of the sports. 
I'm excited okay, about yeah. this, man. We're gonna do some more stuff here. Again, thank you to Harry and, yeah, and the whole uh, and the whole staff here at the official team store for the Miami Hurricanes, which is right off right off campus, right across the street. Yeah, I mean we're looking out the window. You can see like the campus across the right across campus the street. Is yeah. right there. Baseball stadium is right. Mark Light is right there. Yeah, the Watts Guilds are right here. So um, come check them out at the Thesis Hotel on the first floor downstairs. Uh, the official Miami Hurricanes team store. Uh, Harry and his staff do an amazing job here. So make sure you come check them out. They are open every day, Monday through Sunday, or I guess Sunday through Sunday, um, yeah. 10 to 6, Monday through Thursday. We're, we're reading the sign backwards. No, Monday off the through door Friday. Here. Is it? Yeah, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 5, um, and Sunday, 10 to So four. perfect opportunity to stop by before the game today. Yeah, this is great for 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 football, <laughs> baseball, basketball, yeah. all of it because it's open at with enough time that you can yeah. come and then go tailgate yeah. still. Yeah, and so. they're also Harry. Harry mentioned this when he was on a minute ago, but they're they're also going to be out at baseball, you know, yes. at, at the actual baseball yes. games. They will be there. Studying their merchandise as well. So you guys are definitely going to watch it. Check this out. We'll we'll take a video in a little while. Of, of the team store as well I'll post it uh, we'll post it up on twitter and, and yep. instagram as well so you guys can check that out but um yeah again thank you guys for watching uh our first our debut show the 20th of uh canes baseball and we'll come back at you soon just uh be on the lookout on twitter for the next yep. episode next and, time we might have a name and we'll have a hopefully we'll have a name Jeez, for real anyways see you guys later go canes <laughs>